Hello, and welcome to Stories of Strangeness, episode 32. I'm Mike, and this is Zoe. Hello. Hello. And this week is a Zoe week. It is. Yep. So. It's been a week, hasn't it? It's, I don't... Has it? Yeah. Okay. Well, for me, I feel like I've been really, really busy, and I have really struggled to settle on a topic. And I think I've probably started researching maybe three or four different topics, yeah. which they're all good topics, which I will get onto at some point. But, but you couldn't. You I, just couldn't I just seem could to get not. Into it, could you? I could not. And no. I've done it before, and then done them again, and it's all been fine. And the minisode that we're doing for Patreon, I had to reuse one that I wrote ages ago because I just couldn't think of anything. It's mad, so, isn't it? Yeah, it's been a brain fog week, I think. It has. Oh mm. my goodness. Anyway, so as pretty much everybody knows, we've just had Friday the 13th. Yep. So I was like, hold on. I know some random bits about that, but I've never really looked into it properly. Right, okay. So I did. So, yeah, as we record this, Friday the 13th was yesterday. Because we're very late recording this time because it's been yeah. a busy, foggy week. Yeah. <laughs> So I shall uh, share what I found. Now, there's a couple of subjects in this that I've gone a bit deeper into than others because they're things that I find a little bit more interesting. Okay. Others I've just touched on briefly. I mean, there's some lists in there, so we'll just work our way through. Okay. So these days we tend to look at Friday the 13th as a spooky day rather than unlucky. Like mm. it's a kind of watered down Halloween. People are like, ooh, you know, ghosty, spooky... It's, it's interesting because if you say, oh, it's Friday the 13th, most people will kind of make that kind of Ooh, spooky kind of hmm. noise. Okay. But it's more referred to as unlucky. And unlucky and spooky, two different things. Yeah. So there are mixed feelings as to the origin of Friday the 13th. And I don't think we'll ever really be completely sure where it came from and why there's such negativity around the date. Some believe it has something to do with the Last Supper and is based on the fact that 13 people sat down to dine on the 13th, with Jesus dying the following day on what is now known as Good Friday. But as this happened on a Thursday, Thursday the 13th, and it wasn't until years later that Friday the 13th began to be considered unlucky, I feel like this was maybe linked to the date after it became notorious. Right. There is a Norse myth in which 12 gods sit down to dinner in Valhalla. Loki, the god of mischief, is not invited, but decided to attend anyway. He'd also arranged for... Now, forgive my pronunciation, because, sure. you know... He arranged for Hor to shoot Balder with an arrow tipped with mistletoe. Balder was the god of light and joy and the summer sun, and his death plunged the earth into darkness, and so the whole earth mourned him. From this, in Norse belief, the number 13 is unlucky, mm. but not necessarily Friday. In the year 1002, on Friday the 13th of November, King Ethelred the Unready ordered all the Danes in England to be killed. The event, which became known as the St. Bryce's Day Massacre, was the king's response to the Danish raiding the English coast during the years 997 to 1001 AD. Many believe the ill-fated date is a result of an occurrence that took place in 1307. And this is one I'm particularly interested in, and Mike has mentioned it previously in our last episode. Mm -hmm. And that's the Knights Templar. Yeah. On Friday the 13th of October in 1307, Philip IV of France arrested hundreds of the Knights Templar. 
The Knights Templar were a religious order of knights devoted to protecting pilgrims travelling to the Holy Land during the First Crusade. The order was founded in around 1118 AD. After almost 200 years, the order had grown in size and power, with leaders and royalty across Europe donating vast riches to gain favour with the powerful and influential group, allowing the knights to build castles, churches and banks. King Philip IV of France was supposedly also called King Philip the Fair. He was a vain and jealous man and we can only assume he gave himself that nickname. He had already set his sights on the Lombards, a banking group with a powerful background. He had also exiled the Jews living in France so he could claim their lands. And now he set his sights on the Knights Templar. Prior to their arrest, he had sent messages across France detailing the Knights' use of black magic and sexual rituals. In the days that followed the initial push on Friday the 13th, more than 600 Templars were arrested. From Grand Masters to the men that organised the day-to-day banking and farmers, they were all taken in. This marked the start of the trials of the Knights Templar. The charges brought against these men ranged from heresy and devil worship to fraud and financial corruption, and a lot in between. Their treatment was horrendous, left in isolation at the point of near starvation, stretched on the rack, their feet dipped in oil and hung over a fire to burn. It comes as no great surprise that many of the men confessed to all sorts of crimes and false charges. King Philip was a powerful man, but the one faction that may have stood against him was the church. However, Pope Clement V had been brought to power because of King Philip's influences. King Philip was not only a greedy, manipulative man, but a clever one too. When he spread his rumours of the Knights Templar, he made sure to include heresy, something the church naturally would have to stand against. This forced Pope Clement to issue an order to all Western kings to arrest Templars living in their countries. Not many countries followed the order, But for those living in France, their fate had been sealed. Their money and lands had been seized and officially given to the Hospitallers, a rival religious military group with whom the Knights Templar shared a turbulent history. And King Philip did manage to get hold of some of the money he was so eager for. Many of the Templars recanted their confessions, most within weeks of the original confession. Pope Clement ordered the end of the trials in 1308, a year later. But the Templars were held for another two years before King Philip had 50 of them burned at the stake. Two years after that, Pope Clement formally dissolved the Knights Templar, but did not confirm their guilt. After this, some confessed again to gain their freedom, but many others died still being held in cells. In early 1314, it was all over when Grand Master Molay and many other Templars were burned at the stake in Paris and thus the Knights Templar were no more. In more recent times, we were reminded of the supposed turbulent nature of Friday the 13th by stockbroker and novelist Thomas W. Lawson. In 1907, he published Friday the 13th, a story about a broker who takes advantage of Friday the 13th to wreak havoc on Wall Street, something he was known to do regardless of the day. So historically, we can see some big things to do with the number 13, and things have happened on Friday the 13th. But that's kind of the law of averages, I guess. But is there any evidence that it is more or less lucky? 
I had a look at some things that actually happened on Friday the 13th in relatively recent history. And here are some things. Buckingham Palace was bombed on Friday the 13th of September 1940 in World War II. The Queen and King were both inside, but she took it like a champ and said something along the lines of, well, at least now I can look the East End in the eye. Which, you know, fair play. On Friday the 13th of July 1951, Kansas had over 25 inches of rain and 2 million acres of land were damaged. I mean, what? That's insane. Friday the 13th of June in 1952, Swedish flight DC-3 vanished and was never seen again, although later it was discovered that it was a spy plane and had been shot down by a Russian pilot. Uruguayan Air Force Flight 571 crashed into a glacier in the remote Andes on Friday the 13th of October 1972. That same day in Russia, Aeroflot 217 crashed and killed 174 people on board. And here's one. Friday the 13th of September 1996, Tupac died. Mm. Or did he? That's another story. Supposedly, in 2010, a boy was struck by lightning on Friday the 13th at 13 minutes past 1, which is obviously 13.13 on a 24-hour clock, although there was no name or place, it just said British boy. So, not 100% sure on that. Very unlikely, but hey, even if it's a 0.0001% chance, that's still a chance. Mm. The Costa Concordia cruise liner disaster 32 people were killed on friday the 13th of january 2012 and here is one for us to put in our diaries friday the 13th of april in 2029 right an asteroid 99942 apophis will come within 20,000 miles of the earth close shave yeah in space terms is quite close now they don't think it'll actually damage the earth but they feel that proximity to earth will damage it and possibly cause avalanches on it and Mm. such which is crazy so you might need to help me on this one the fear of the number 13 is called triscodecophobia fear of (laughs) is is that right it is i'm pretty good okay fear of friday the 13th is friday triscodecophobia (laughs) almost think of a norse goddess freya well Frigga. Yeah. Frigga. So it's Frigga Triscodecophobia. Another way of pronouncing it. Yeah. Frigga Triscodecophobia. Yeah. Okay. So that is it, the official name of a fear of Friday the 13th. What's the fear of Jason Voorhees called? Voorhees. I don't know. Voorheephobia. Well, I mean, you could say Friday the 13th because he made it, didn't he? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. It is estimated that 17 to 21 million people in the US alone are affected by it, which is staggering. People change their routines, they don't go to work, some do not even get out of bed, such is the terror of what may happen, which is insane. But if something's going to happen, it could easily happen to you in bed. Look at Donnie Darko. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Anyway, there have been many different studies into the effects of the date, but no one could link the date and the the rise in calamities. On the contrary, 
The Dutch Centre for Insurance found in a study conducted in 2008 that the number of accidents and fires reported actually went down because people were purposefully being more careful, at least in the Netherlands anyway. Okay, but here is some food for thought. Okay. CE Safety have actually found you are more likely to die on a Tuesday the 8th at work. Uh-huh. So, yeah, not Friday the 13th. Tuesday, Tuesday the 8th, 8th the one that we're is the day of terror. Yeah, day of terror. <laughs> Stay in bed. <laughs> Do not leave the house. Stay in bed, but under like a, a steel dome. Which obviously has air supply. Yeah, sure. Do you feel misunderstood? Afraid to talk to others out of fear you'll be thought of as weird? Does your mom get irritated with you for bringing up Jeffrey Dahmer at the dinner table? Are you looking for someone you can relate to? Well, we've got you covered. Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Sydney, host of the comedy podcast, This Is Gonna Sound Weird. A podcast that embraces topics such as true crime, the paranormal, or anything that would make your coworkers uncomfortable if you brought them up in the break room. Get where with us each Friday on Spotify and Apple Podcast. So what do you think? That's yeah. It. Wow. Well, that was interesting. There's- so one thing that really that I wanted to mention, you mentioned a date in like, was it like 10... 10- 33 or 10.13 or I can't remember what it was now, but it was a, a, a date in the early thousands. What, 1002? Could have been. But it, it just occurred to me, people of those times, so now we say like 2021 or 2012 or Did they say whatever. 10.02? Yeah, exactly. Or did they say like 10th and 3? It's the or... year of our Lord, 1002. Yeah, I suppose they I were feel... quite long-winded in those yeah. days, weren't they? We're, I'm just getting... we're all about the contractions and stuff these days. It's, it's got to be faster. Yeah. Everything's I... got to be quicker. I don't know. I find it quite difficult with the lower numbers when it comes to years. I'm like, yeah. if it's 10.02, do I say 997? Well, the year 997. Yeah. I say. Do you say 997? Yeah. Yeah. Because well, it sounds weird. I think we would. 1001. Because that yeah. sounds. 1001. Yeah. Sounds like a time rather than a year. Yeah. I'll see you in 1001. Well, that's years from now. But yeah, no, that was that was interesting. Um, I'm kind of half surprised you didn't bring up Jason Voorhees and the whole Friday the 13th thing. Well, there, there's been so many media things linked to it. Yeah. The, I didn't really want to get onto that side of things. I was trying to find the root of it rather than the outcome. Yeah. Ooh, that sounded a bit like, oh, didn't it? Oh. <laughs> oh. But um, it does seem that there are different opinions. Apparently 12 is the perfect number. So, Well, 12 is the number of disciples that Jesus had, wasn't it? And it's also supposed to be, it's like a representation of God in some way, in, in some numerology. I can't I'm remember going, if it's Kabbalistic I want to go or... further back than that. Oh, right, okay. Like the Greeks and Romans before Christianity, they thought that 12 was a perfect number, so that any number following that would have to be almost the exact opposite. They really didn't like the number 13. So it's obviously something that's just been passed down through generations and has been ascribed different reasonings. Exactly. So, I mean, there there is a, a belief, a superstition, that if 
13 people sit down to die and the first to rise will die or right. the last to rise will die or something bad will happen to Somebody's them. Somebody's going to get squished. Yeah. Right. Um, or it could just be any one of the people there because 13 is an unlucky number. Yeah, except then you got like a baker's dozen, which is 13, which is lucky because you get an extra loaf of bread. No, you don't. Or a cake. The whole point, no, you when you buy... You, buy th- you make 13 no, cakes. No, no, the baker makes 13 loaves of bread in case one burns. burns yeah. You When you buy a dozen loaves from the baker, he doesn't give you 13. I want that extra one. Well, you don't get it. Well, I want it. Well, you I've can't paid have it. for it. No, you haven't. I have. You've paid for a dozen, and no, how many yeah, is in a dozen? Thirteen, according to the baker. So no, I want my thirteen. Loads. You don't. You don't buy a baker's dozen from the baker. You buy I a dozen. Might. Oh my god! I'm going to stock I'm up. I'm going to throw a brick at you. <laughs> <laughs> if he's made thirteen French fancies, I want all of them. <laughs> French fancies. <laughs> Chocolate eclairs. Exactly. How, how annoyed would you be if you said, I want 13 chocolate eclairs, and he handed you a dozen? Uh, there you go. No. You see, yeah. if I ask for 13, I get 13. If I ask for a dozen, I get 12. If I went in and said, I want a baker's dozen, and he gave me 12, then I'd be annoyed. But exactly. it's all about wording and being specific. But when you're talking to a baker, a dozen is 13. No. That's a baker's dozen. You're oh, my God. You're being... <laughs> Wind up merchant. <laughs> That's it. Choke. <coughs> oh, oh god, it's so hot in here. But we can't open the doors because then all no, the noise we... comes in. <laughs> Fucking noise. Right. Anyway, honestly, every one of our neighbours is doing a DIY project. They all take turns. Power tools. Honestly, <laughs> I swear there should be some fortress. It's going to rise yeah. above those trees. Or, or like at the end of the summer, a rocket is just going to take off and they're going to go, so long, guys. Go yeah. off. And we'll be like, oh, thank goodness. Peace and quiet. Another big rocket shaped like a penis. Oh. I can't believe that rocket of Jeff Bezos. It literally looked like a dick. Maybe it was on purpose. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe it was Maybe all... the designer was just like, <laughs> I'll tell him it's necessary. <laughs> I'll tell him it's me. absolutely necessary for the aerodynamics. But none of the rockets I've seen look like that. Tough shit, Jeff. Oh, dear. Honestly. Anyway, how do you feel about Friday the 13th? I don't give a shit. No, you don't give a shit. Don't give a shit. So it's superstition. doesn't mean anything. My mother was horrific with superstitions. She was the most superstitious person I've ever met. And, like, she would play it down. But if it ever came up in conversation, she was like, no, no, you can't do that because of this. You can't put new shoes on the table oh no you sh- um, shouldn't put new shoes on the table the only time that happens is when a, a when, body's laid out yeah that's it it's because it's supposed to be unlucky because it means somebody has died doesn't it yeah so and it, if you, I mean, if you do it without someone table, dying it means someone it means will someone die to will fill die, the shoes which is absolute crap obviously but no I'll, I'll walk under ladders as long as i can see there's nothing going to drop under my oh, head oh no because the ladder like might itself might squish you i'm, like I'm not down. saying i actively go under ladders but if there's you know, if it's the easiest route and there's nothing going to fall on me, I that's don't, fine. I, I'm paranoid because mine is a trust thing. You know what I'm like. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, someone has not secured that ladder, it will slide down the wall and I will get squished into cubes. This, they don't make ladders with razor blades along the edges. It's not going to chop you into cubes, you numpty. I'm squishy. You're not that squishy. Thanks. I didn't marry a blancmange. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> Other superstitions are quite... Thing is, though, there are superstitions that are more modern day, like the things where you don't step on three drains. I've if never you, heard of that. Like you, see, you know, the big like square drains you get in paths and stuff. Yeah. You shouldn't step on three of those at once because they're supposed to represent like love, money, and health, and to want all three is greedy. 
Who the bloody hell said drains equate with love money? What, what I don't a know. load of bollocks. I know, but this is the thing. They come from somewhere and they go and they spread and, and then suddenly what everyone's doing absolute... it. Drains? Are you, honestly. Drain covers, like the big square drain covers that the go down. stupid shit people will believe just astonishes I, me. I don't like stepping on them because I'm paranoid they're going to break and I'm going to fall through into a big pit full of but sewage. But that makes more sense than going, oh, well, I've stepped on two, which means I'm bound to come into love and money sometime soon. But if, if I go for the third one, that's just pushing it. What on a I mean, you can tell I'm just rubbish. highly paranoid about everything. <laughs> yeah. The, and the old, like, you know, don't step on cracks in the pavement. Oh, God, that I can't be asked with. What a load of rubbish. I think, I mean, yeah. But that's I more mean, of that... a, a schoolyard rhyme, isn't it, rather than... Yeah, something but about I'm sure it's rooted, But it's rooted in some belief, like Ring a Ring of Roses, that... That was the song about... About the plague. The plague and all of that. So I think... I've got an inkling that don't step on a crack is something to do with something like that, that as well. That has to be a more modern one because we didn't have paving stones until relatively recently. You know, the no, because pa- it, well, it paths didn't, were... It didn't really say paving stones. It just said don't step, step on, on a crack, crack but... or you'll fall and break your back. It didn't say a crack in the paving stones. It could be a crack in Cobbles. anything. Cobbles. still a lot of them. Cobblers. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I knew about the Knights Templar mm-hmm. being persecuted and I didn't realise it went on for so long. Yeah, but some of the other stuff was new to me. I'm trying to remember anything that you said now because it's all completely dis- dissolved. Ethelred the Unready? What a yeah. lovely name. Well, there's quite a big link to Ethelred here, isn't there? Because there was also Ethelreda. Well, I mean, that's the whole kind of Danish yeah. influence we have. Ethelreda, yeah. Ethelberger, Sexberger, and... <laughs> Something else. Honestly, I remember in history, everyone was just like, sex burger? <laughs> Go and order one of those from McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. That will never not be funny. I'm sorry, sex burger, the however many. Probably but... just the one, yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> what should we call our child? Don't call it sex burger. I have had an absolute Auntie sex burger won't be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Auntie sex burger. <laughs> Oh, it sounds like a, a really low-rent chain of burger shops where you have topless waitresses or something like that, or okay. strippers on poles on tables. I'm applying for a, a, a grant as, as we, we speak. speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, his was a, a kind of reaction to the constant raiding on the English coast. Yeah. But I feel like it literally was spread all over the country yeah. because there were prominent Danish people who weren't raiding, they were just here. Yeah. That that were... Seems, seems a bit unfair. Yeah, yeah. they're like, well, hold on, I, I'm just on holiday. We've, or... we've moved in, dude. I mean, we've, we've, you know... We're... We, we emigrated and, yeah. and, and you know, we've settled here. We've been here for years. We're not doing any of that random stuff over the coast. Who would want to go over to the, the northeast coast anyway? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're quite happily down in well, Bristol and all of that malarkey yeah. and they're still getting arrested. <laughs> and Yeah, so that was... I feel like that was a little bit uncalled for. Yeah. But... Just get rid of all of them. What, even the ones that have got farms? Yeah, get rid of yeah. all of them. Oh, just we'll yeah. just take the land back. That's just dirt. So, yeah, when I was looking at the list of things that had happened on a Friday the 13th, I was like, oh, yeah, oh, goodness, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad. But pretty much literally any date of the year, you type you type that yeah. into anywhere, something bad's happened something's on bad's it. Something bad's happened on it because bad stuff happens because all the time. Bad stuff happens all the time. People die all the time. Yeah. And also dates happen all the time. Yeah. Day to day. Yeah. And the yes. other thing is, is like some of the worst things that have ever happened 
didn't happen on a Friday the 13th or didn't even happen on a Friday, you know. Exactly. Like, but you don't kind of equate that but so if it, much. But if it happens on Friday the 13th, everyone's oh, like, oh, oh, yes, it was destined. It's because. It was destined. Ugh. What another load of crap. But that's not to say that the things that happened weren't terrible. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's, it's just like you can't blame you can't blame it on the date. No, because it's going to be other stuff. The, you know, at the end of the day, dates are completely arbitrary anyway. We made them. Yeah. So, and also, I mean, making the calendar and deciding how many days there are going to be, and yeah. I think the most Friday the Thirteenth you can have in one year is three, and I don't think that happens very often at all. I think yeah. Generally, it's one or two. Just twenty twenty. Yeah, 2020 was one big Friday the 13th. Yeah, 2016 was another. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah, because we we made it, we added months in here and there and everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've said before, I I sat down and once just, I, I must have been bored, but I sat down and figured out that if you made all the months of the year 28 days long, you would have 13 28-day months and it would all be completely even. Yeah, I might have. There might have been a day or two over, or something like that. I think if which would have been rightly. nice because there would have been four weeks to a month. Exactly, and it would have just been really nice. So easy kind of to figure out. Sort you, you wouldn't these have to people be worried who were paid every paid. week. Yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter that in your, your paydays won't come staggered. You won't get like you know three or four one, and then five yeah. the next, and so yeah, three hundred and sixty-five divided by thirteen is twenty-eight point zero seven six. So that doesn't take into account leap days. So there would still be leap days and stuff, but we you could need, just tack but, that onto any month. But would it not month. be, if it's point 0.1, does that mean we need a leap day every 10 years? Uh, but I don't know. Okay, so what do you consider to be unlucky? Is there anything? I don't really know that I believe in luck as such. Do you believe you make your own luck? No, I just don't believe luck is really a thing. I think there is probability and there is causality and we make patterns out of that that we then determine to be lucky or unlucky. Mm. I believe that you can have some bearing on on the outcome of certain things. Like, say, for example, I play a lot of poker online. Yeah. Never for real money because I'm not that good at it. But occasionally I've, I've dropped onto a table and I've literally just won and won and won like five, six times in a row. Part of that is how I'm playing my cards. Part of that is how I'm betting, because in poker you can, obviously you can bluff or you can just stick down a load of cash and go, right, take me on if you want, you know. So part of it is, you know, I have some control over the outcome. But then I've gone onto other tables and I just get crap cards after crap cards after crap cards. And I don't believe that's necessarily luck. That's just how random chance. Okay. You know, it's just, luck is really just the the patterns that we link ourselves we ascribe that meaning to things we look isn't something that actually happens in the wild it's just <laughs> we look at a certain set of things and go oh this happened then this happened then this happened it's probably quite unlikely that those three or four things would happen in succession normally so that's luck it's not luck it's just I stuff mean, I that s- happened i suppose we're, we we're say putting, oh it's the luck of the draw and it's not it's yeah. And when you say that, you just mean, well, that's the outcome of what's happened. Yeah. And you can get, oh, you've had a, a run of good luck. I guess in that respect, it's you've just had a run of, of good things happening to you. But it's like it, it, a lot of people don't understand the laws that govern large numbers and large sets of numbers. 
So are you um, going to drift off into maths now? Yeah, absolutely, I am. So basically, there is like the law of averages and things like that. Yep. People don't really understand how that works. So you flip a coin five times and it comes up tails every time. You think that's like, oh my goodness, that's so unbelievable. It should never happen because it's a 50-50 chance each time. Blah, 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 blah. The chances of it happening five times in succession, you can probably work out the probability and it's astronomical. But things like that happen a lot. The, the difference is if you then flipped that coin a million times you would eventually see that it averages out to 50-50. Even yeah. if you got five tails the first time, over a million flips, it would even out yeah. quite considerably. And that's what people don't take into account. But this is the thing. There are, there are, there are forces at play that the, the human mind can't calculate. You know, we're very good at certain things. We're, we're incredibly good at some very complex mathematics like if somebody throws something to you, the maths involved in you tracking the object's trajectory, predicting its outcome of where it's going to land, and then intercepting it by moving your body in a way that catches it. Yeah. That's incredibly complex. Hugely complex. And yet we do it automatically. And yet we do it without thinking. Well, most people. That's it. I mean, you try and teach a robot to catch, that's a huge amount of work. I don't believe anybody's done it yet, but when they do, we're, we're moving towards nope, kind of like Skynet. shut it down, Skynet Terminator style, yeah. But no, I, I just I think luck is is probability with meaning ascribed by humans. That's it. Yeah, because sometimes when people go, "Oh, it's lucky that happened," it's like, no, it's not lucky that happened. I worked really hard to get to that place to be there for that to happen, yeah. or no. It took a lot of working out for me to know when to do this. So it wasn't luck at it's all. Like, it's like when anybody talks about a creative pursuit, they always talk about talent. And I hate the word talent because the word talent negates all of the work and practice it takes to become good at something creative. Yeah. Some people have a natural propensity for, towards doing something. Yes. They, they try something and they go, oh, I, I kind of Actually, get yeah. innately how this works and I can do it and blah, blah, blah. Some people are very good at drawing. Some people are very good at photography, whatever. Um, but then it's the same with things like language and maths. Some yeah. people have a natural, like, affinity, affinity with, it. Yeah. with it, and it just comes really easy to them. That's. But it still requires work to get to be very good at these things. Oh, yeah, practice. And I think the word talent, you know, when they say about musicians, oh, they're so talented. No, no, no. They have practiced hours upon hours yeah. upon hours every day. They're so day. hardworking. They're they so have dedicated. dedicated exactly, yeah, it's and like... the word talent negates all that, and that's why I don't like to use it. But I forget what my point was now. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I just yeah, luck to me is because that was what I was going to say. So a lot of times you'll you'll hear people say things like, "Oh, I'm so unlucky," or you know, "That person's really lucky." And I never have that kind of luck and blah, blah, blah. I always think it's like when people say things like, oh, it's not fair. They don't mean it's not fair. They mean it's not fair to them to in them. that specific yeah. instance. Because I will because if you look at causality and the way things work, like the, the whole idea of the butterfly effect and things like that, yeah. maybe what you wanted to happen didn't happen because somebody else got something they did want to happen. Yeah. And, and there was the some balance. kind of, yeah, there's always a balance kind of thing. 
So what they mean is it's not fair to me right now. It didn't go in my favour is the basic idea. I mean, I will always say that my sister's husband is lucky Mm. because he does manage to, like, scratch cards, slot machines. He regularly wins. Yeah. He doesn't play that often. Yeah. But he wins. And other stuff, like he just made a purchase where he saved a ridiculous amount of money and other people who purchased the same thing had their orders cancelled. He's turned up. Yeah. It's on his shelf right now. Right. And I'm like, oh my goodness. But then I think back to that year that I randomly won a big load of sweets. Yeah. A pair of pants. Yeah. Doesn't sound like a big thing, but it was amazing. And the Deadpool <laughs> composition. Composition? Composition. <laughs> Yeah. Where I won the Deadpool competition and we got the cinema pass and the shirt and yeah. all the random the merchandise. Money box and bits, yeah. We and I was like the Deadpool stuff. There was an oh and there was a, and add on to that there was the I won the sticker randomly when I entered a competition for a mate. Yeah. And like so I had a little run where You you do tend went, to be quite fortunate when it comes to stuff like that. And I, I tend not to be, but the thing is, what I think it is is You've had a couple of wins, and therefore you go, well, I'll enter this because I might win. Yeah. I don't get very many wins on anything I enter. Like, again, scratch cards, I only I think I've only ever won like two quid as a maximum. Maybe a five or maybe a ten. I, I don't won know, 50 whatever. quid once. Yeah, well, there you go. I've never won that much. And I don't tend to be fortunate with things like competitions and stuff, which makes me then go, well, I won't enter because I yeah. probably won't win Whereas anyway. Whereas I just enter everything, and I might win one or two things every now and again. And that's the thing. You hear about these these people that are like, oh, they're always winning competitions. Yeah, they enter like enter 50 them. odd a day. Yeah, there are some people who literally all they do is enter stuff. Again, law of averages. Exactly. You know, if you enter enough things, you're going to win something at some point. Yeah. By the way, I really hope I won the Euro Millions last night because it was 93 million. Did you? I didn't even know you'd entered. I have the app on my phone now and I can just add oh, money no. onto the app and put a but national yes. lottery bet Why on. have we not checked? Yeah, well, because I know I haven't won because it would have pinged me and said. Oh. Yeah. Have you set it up so it pings you? It does it automatically. It says we'll tell bing, you if bing, you bing, win. Bing, 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 yeah. bing, and doesn't stop. Although I did win on the, the ticket I got the other week. Did you? Yeah, but it wasn't money. Oh, I won. It? I won a, another, what do they call it, random, what do they call it? Uh, well, you pick random numbers know, and you let the thing I can't do. Think. Lucky dip. Lucky dip. Yes, <laughs> lucky. Yeah, there you ah, go. You see, it's a lucky dip, a or lucky is it dip. an unlucky dip? Is yeah, it, well, that's it. If like, they I'm called it an unlucky dip, nobody would ever pick it. I'm going to take it and go. Excuse me, you gave me this lucky dip, and the name suggests <laughs> that I will win because it's lucky, and I didn't win. That makes it unlucky, so I want my money back. Yeah, it is kind of. I mean, when you look at it, it is kind of a, a stupid tax. It is a tax on stupid people. And I'm putting and you've my got hand the up and saying, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, you heard it here first, folks. But I don't mind spending maybe like a pound a week on the off chance that I might win millions. I mean, the true. chance is infinitesimally small. It's something like 13 million to one against. But again, and this it's is, still a chance. Because yeah, there are is. people out there winning millions every day. And I, and I know this is what they do. The, the whole slogan is, you've got to be in it to win it. Which yep. I, I'm like, well, you know what? You do have to actually participate if you want to win something. But yeah, the chances are you are never going to win millions. And what they do is they show all the people that do win millions and it's still a very small number of people have ever won millions upon millions to themselves. And you can find some good entertainment in reading about the stories of the ones that did and absolutely went mental. Pissed it up a wall. Yeah. 
and living. people that people that have ended up in jail after they've won millions because they've just suddenly thought, well, now I've got millions. The law doesn't apply to me in any way, shape, or form, and have been proved wrong. Yeah, there's all sorts of, of really funny stories about that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's again, that's not luck. That's just random chance, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, it's like the whole, you know, blow on my dice before I throw them, you know, shooting craps or something like that to make Excuse it Excuse me, that shouldn't be allowed now with COVID. <laughs> like candles on a birthday cake. No, no more no, of that, thanks. No, no. Yeah, it's going to change a lot else. of things, isn't it? You just it? have to, no, because even like licking your fingers and going with the candles, no. No, can't do that. Well, I hope you found that randomly interesting. Yeah. Do you have a fun fact for us today? I do. Okay. So it is basically about knives and swords. So in the 14th to 16th century in Germany, the only people who were allowed to own real swords were the royalty and nobility, but everyone else was allowed to own knives. The definition of a knife, however, was based not on length, but on handle construction, and to some extent on how it was sharpened. The handle had to be constructed with two pieces of wood sandwiching the metal tang. Only one edge was allowed to be sharpened, but oftentimes a small part, like a couple of inches, of the short edge, i.e. the edge that wasn't sharp, would be sharpened, with weapon design often allowing for this. So in this way, the peasants would make swords, block the tang over with (laughs) with wood, and they were classified as knives and they were allowed to to wield them. I feel like... You're going to see people wandering around what is essentially like a giant, like, bread knife or vegetable knife just tucked in, like, but really yeah. long. Yeah. Then I'm, I'm getting images of pyramid head. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. Is that a knife or a sword? Because actually, if you look at that blade, yeah, it's a giant knife, isn't it? It's not a sword because I'm pretty sure it's only one edge is straight and that's the edge. Mm. To be fair, he's dragging a little on the floor. That's going to blunt that real quick. Or sharpen it, depending on how you angle it. Well, it's straight down, though, isn't it? I don't think he's worried about it being sharp or blunt, to be honest with you. He'll headbutt you instead, donk. Yeah. Okay. I love him. So, if you have enjoyed this episode and you would like to get in contact, perhaps with your own strange story or a topic you'd like us to cover, you can email us at storiesofstrangeness at gmail.com. You can also join our Facebook group facebook.com slash stories of strangeness that's the page and there is a join group button right there if you'd like to follow us on instagram instagram.com slash stories of strangeness and if you want any of those again you can look in the show notes hey 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 or you can pop onto our website stories of strangeness.com if you would like some random stories of strangeness merchandise you can hop onto redbubble yep and search for Zoe, Zoe and, and Mike, Mike, all one word, and you will find random illustrations influenced by our topics yep. and also our logo. Yeah. And if you would like more content, ooh, ooh, minisodes and such, yep. you can find us on Patreon. Yep. We do have two tiers. The first tier is... One pound a month. And for that one pound a month, you get a big shout out from us. Yep. And our undying gratitude. Absolutely. It helps us with the day-to-day running, website costs, etc. Yep. But if you go up to... Three pounds a month. You get more. Yep. Obviously. You will get minisodes. Yep. Where we do 10 to 15 minute 
mini episodes about various topics that we're interested in. And there's a lot more randomness on those, I feel. I think so, generally. You also get outtakes from episodes, which sometimes includes bits that we didn't have time to fit into the main episode, but also just where we mess up and goof our words and fumble stuff. And laugh. Yeah. And And repeat ourselves continually because we can't say a word right. Yes. Oh, my goodness. There's also occasionally... Time-lapse videos of art that we do. I said that without moving my lips. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, and in my voice as well. That was uncanny. I know. I'm I'm quite good at that now. Yeah. Throwing my voice. Yeah, so find us on Patreon. Woo! I think with all that being said, it is time to say goodbye. Adieu. Farewell. Bon voyage. Love you. Bye.